0: (音楽) Thank you.
1: to the Kingdom Mandate. Join us each Saturday as we share empowering and equipping messages that reflect on the Kingdom of God according to His sovereign will for mankind to remain in His covenant order. Get your clarion call and follow us on Blog Talk Radio, Kingdom Empowerment, Inc.
2: welcome our um, audience and our listening participants to the Kingdom Mandate on Kingdom Empowerment, Inc. Radio. Our topic today will be, we'll continue on with Women of the Holy Bible, and today we'll be discussing Dinah, Jacob's daughter, and the events that surrounded her life. I am your host. My name is Jacqueline Rogers, along with the Host sponsor of this event uh, Reverend Dr. Donna Ghani We also have Minister Belinda McKenzie As a participant and I will be The moderator for today's call Minister Belinda Are you there
3: Yes ma'am I'm here
2: Okay welcome welcome uh, Would mm-hmm. you like to open up in prayer
3: Yes uh, I don't Father okay. in the name Of Jesus Lord we come God Assembling ourselves together together, God. We ask, God, that you be in the midst of us, Lord Jesus, according to our word. He said, "When more than one touch in agreement, you'd be in the midst. So, Lord, we thank you, God, for all things. And Father, we ask that we be led by your Spirit, God, and you direct, Lord, all this morning's uh, prayer and Bible study, Lord Jesus. We thank you in the name of Jesus, God. You have it, our Son, that he be my side. Lord, let our minds be cleared and let our hearts be open to receive your wisdom and your understanding, God. That our eyes of understanding be enlightened. So that we may grow, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: Amen. Thank you for that, uh, Minister Belinda. Today I will be reading, um, in your hearing the scripture. However, there are a couple of scriptures that I just want to make mention of prior to us beginning at chapter 34, um, going into the details of Jacob's daughter, Dinah, into her life. Um, She's first mentioned in Scripture in Genesis chapter, 20, chapter 30, I'm sorry, verse 21 is the first mention of her, and it says, and afterwards she bare daughter and called her name Dinah, and that would be uh, Leah when she had conceived Jacob's sons, his six sons, and then she gave um, The last son she had was Zebulun Then afterwards she a daughter And called her name Dinah And after which There were the in place with Laban And how Jacob The Lord spoke to Jacob And he departed from Laban And went on his way And I'd also like to just read in here In Chapter 33 Starting from verse 17 to 20 Also as a Prelude going to get into today because, again, the Lord had spoke unto Jacob. And it says here, Genesis 33, verse 17, and it says, And Jacob journeyed to Succoth and built in the house. I think somebody might be too close to the radio or something, to the phone that's portraying that. Okay, stop. Thank you, God. And, um, again, it says in verse 17, it says, And Jacob journeyed to Succoth and built him a house and made booths for his cattle. Therefore, the name of the place is called Succoth. And Jacob came to Shalem, a city of Shechem, which is the land of Canaan, when he had came from ha and pitched his tent for the city. And he bought a parcel of land, where he had spread his tent at the hands of the children of Hamor, Shechem's father, for a hundred pieces of money, and he erected there an altar and called it el Ohi israel And as many of you, I'm sure, if you study the words, um, the names of God, that there, that particular name for the Lord, Is called God, the God of Israel. The God of Israel is distinct and separate from all false false gods of the world. So Jacob is taking a moment here to acknowledge God after he had moved and broken away from Laban. And um, the Lord had directed him to do so as well. And he also here, he is erecting an altar, which was customary that he had learned from both his father and his grandfather. So here I'm going to begin reading at verse 34, and it um, begins talking about Dinah. And Dinah, the daughter of Leah, which she bare unto Jacob, went out to see the daughters of the land. And when Shechem, the son of Hamor, the Hivite, prince of the country, saw her, he took her and lay with her and defiled her. And his soul clave unto Dinah, the daughter of Jacob, and he loved the damsel and spake kindly unto the damsel. And Shechem spake unto his father, Hamor, saying, get me this damsel to wife. And Jacob heard that he had defiled his daughter. Now his sons were with his cattle in the field, and Jacob held his peace until they were come. So um, I'm just going to stop right here for a moment because there is a lot um, that can be said here about this particular scripture in the in the events that happened around the daughter of uh, Dr. Jacob's daughter. Uh, Dr. Donnie, you are with us. Would you like to um, comment there on that portion of scripture, what the Lord has shared with you, and anything that I mentioned prior to? Sure.
1: Um, you know, one of the things about this uh, story we can see that um, – Dinah, which is the only daughter of Jacob, um, is basically being, has been raped um, and and which we often uh, see this thing happening uh, today that, um, uh, you know, her, and and which uh, a lot of people wouldn't look at it because rape is a four-letter word. They don't go off into the depths of what that means to a woman, and it Mm -hmm. kind of, in the the context it doesn't really uh, express the depth of what rape is like uh, for Dinah in this situation and then after the person has taken advantage of her now he wants to now wed her as wife Um, he wants to now possess uh, uh, the full um, possession that he has taken over and um, as if Dinah has no say-so at all in all of this. and um, But nevertheless, Jacob, he still held his peace in the matter. And that's, again, his only daughter uh, amongst all of the 12 tribe, tribes of Israel. Uh, she is the only female that is left. And I, I want to stop there because if I continue on, I'll interject into maybe future portions of that.
2: Thank you for sharing that with us That was good Uh, Minister Belinda
3: Yes Uh, You know When you read this kind of stuff uh, You have to think on that That individual Sister Donna was saying Rape is a terrible thing And then after this Man like this is his only daughter And he loves her The natural state You know I'm talking about the natural state of God The natural state of love uh, Is decency There's honor in it There's compassion in it There's discipline in it And a father that is in that spirit Loves his daughter And you know honors her and Protects her Wants to protect her So this is his only daughter And this man does this But I look at how would this man feel that this is appropriate, and then after he violates her, he wants to marry her. (laughs) For me, it's like I don't comprehend it. Uh, the, the, The discipline that Jacob had had to come from God, you know, that he didn't do anything at that time. But this is, this, everything that's happened, you know, when the scripture said there's nothing new under the sun, Mm -hmm. this is going on now in some other countries and cultures. That a man can rape uh, a young girl, even like not people consider married age, some people consider indecency, 12 years old or whatever, and that's appropriate, and that they can rape it. The, the young child or rape the young woman and then to keep her honor to have her marry the the rapist. hmm So that's all I could say. You know, it's just oh mm.
2: thank you for sharing and that that is exactly what they are um hoping that would come of the situation, and, you know, um, things will definitely not turn out the way they would like it to, but it is, it's is—it's amazing that um, people can, you know, that they could think that they could do such a thing to this man's child and then come back and say, you know, let me make it right. And um, I'm going to continue to read on. And then it says here, and Hamor, the father of Shechem went out unto Jacob to commune with him And the sons of Jacob came out of the field when they heard it. And the men were grieved and they were very wroth because he had wrought folly in Israel in lying with Jacob's daughter, which thing ought not to be done. And Hamar communed with them, saying, The soul of my son Shechem longeth for your daughter. I pray you give her him to wife and make ye marriages with us, and give your daughters unto us, and take our daughters unto you. And ye shall dwell with us, and the land shall be before you. Dwell and trade ye therein, and get you possessions therein. And Shekin said unto her father and unto her brethren, let me find grace in your eyes what ye shall say unto me I will give. Ask me never so much dowry and gifts, and I will give according, as ye shall say unto me, but give me the damsel to wife. And the sons of Jacob answered Shechem and Hamor his father deceitfully, and said, Because he had defiled Dinah their sister. And they said unto them, We cannot do this thing to give our sister to one that is uncircumcised, for that were a reproach unto us. In this will we consent unto you. If you will be as we be, at every male of you be circumcised, then will we give our daughters unto you, and we will take your daughters to us, and we will dwell with you, and we will become one people. But if you will not hearken unto us to be circumcised, then will we take our daughter, and we will be gone. In their words, please, Hamar and Shechem, Hamar's son. And the young man deferred not to do the thing because he had delight in Jacob's daughter and was more and was more honorable than all the house of his father. Now, I just wanted to stop right there for a moment because that was in after I read that scripture when I was studying this i I found that I was sort of amazed by um him the that the the Bible would reveal and say honorable than all the house of his father. And if that's what they consider to be honor, you know, that was just, it just baffled to me. Um, Minister Belinda, would you like to comment on that?
3: I'm trying to understand that one because... uh, (laughs)
2: hmm.
3: Because on 19, if I'm getting this right... The young uh-huh. man deferred not to do the thing. So, did, did, did he not want to get circumcised?
2: I believe here that he is saying he deferred not to do the thing because he had delight in Jacob's daughter that he decided to. Because when we go on and you read, he did, in fact, take it on, I think, I, um to, to do the assignment because he wanted this girl badly. And they did. Mm. To be honorable, or or him to even be honorable, more honorable than any of his household. Mm-hmm. So it kind of sounds like to me that that was that was kind of normal for them to do, and and to to invade a, another man's um, privacy, so to speak, with his children. Because obviously, I don't think this is the first time that this has ever happened, but that he's deciding now. It violated these girls and now he wants to take her as his wife because they didn't do such a thing they just them, and they were just
3: mm. left. well it's it 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 sounds it's two different types of people you know, and they didn't I don't think they followed they were god's people they didn't follow the laws of god right, and then he asked them we can't do it unless you partake of the circumcision that God said to take. But, uh, it's just this. Um, and they're trying to make a wrong right. Yes. So, I mean, his state, I'm looking at the two, the mindset, you know, mm. that how... Uh, that could be an example of today, you know. The mindset of Christ is different than the mindset of the natural and those that don't, you know, are not led by the Spirit of God. Um, you know, and 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 God always was telling them to to separate from these people. You know, no, take their daughters, don't take their, you know, their sons, right. because to to think just because. But I don't know the perception of that love. I don't think is it's it's, uh, it's um, a normal concept because if you love somebody, you don't rape them, you know. And 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 to to think that's okay, and then instead of being honorable to the woman, you do a dishonorable thing to her. But then you name it love. Then you name you want to marry her. And her brothers became upset. If it was so honorable, why did it anger them? And it said he defiled her. But, you know, a lot of customs uh, um there's a lot of root customs going all the way back to biblical times that are now still present. But God is saying it's not honorable, but people are saying it's honorable. You know? It's am- it's amazing how this stuff can be, that it goes way back, and it's so rooted. You know, like even stoning in some countries... Uh, God did away with that, but yet people are doing it, and they will tell you that it's righteousness to stone somebody to death. <laughs> That's all I got to say. I just, oh.
2: Yes, it it, it it it's quite disturbing as as you read it and you see what, what it's actually taking place here because they are trying to they've done a bad thing and now make it right. Dr. Donnie, would you care
1: to share? Well, um, you know, just looking at the age of Simeon and
4: Levi, they were
1: around 14 and uh, 13 years old. Uh, so they told us that Donnie was also very young as well. And um, I believe that this, you know, this uh, young Tamar and, and uh, his, she, of his son, and his son was very, you know, kind of. The son was very kind of greedy, even though that it says, and he was more honorable than all the house of his father. You know, when you look at his uh, final uh, reasoning as to why he wanted to be with the daughter. Because he says 22 In verse 22 Only herein will the man consent Unto us for to dwell with us To be one people If every male among us Be circumcised As they are circumcised And then he says Shall not their cattle and their substance And every beast of theirs be ours Let us consent unto them And they will dwell with us So he wasn't really concerned about Dinah As much as either His first his act was selfish uh, yes. And his his uh, beginning acts were selfish, and his later acts uh, were selfish as well. And uh, the the sons of Jacob they did not agree with it. they didn't like it because they see that uh, the deceitfulness in it uh, in the beginning. Although Jacob holds his peace because he's uh, he's been one of those type of persons that holds his peace, even in times. With Laban, he was holding his feet for a long time. He, he's one of those persons that could suffer long. Um, but sometimes uh, the Lord will, will stir up uh, the hearts of, uh, uh, he's stirring up the hearts, maybe possibly. I can't say that that's what's going on because it doesn't necessarily say that in the Bible. Uh, but their hearts were not aligned with uh, allowing them to. Take over uh, Dinah, and they didn't not, did not long like happen with Dinah. Um, again, in particular, particular, you know, those that were speaking up and saying that they should become circumcised. Now, obviously, it was not a part of their culture, as Minister Belinda stated, uh, because if they had known that once you are circumcised. Uh, you know, uh, that it's, it's cutting into the, the heart of the matter, um, into the flesh, into the heart of the matter, that maybe they would not have been so passive about it. Maybe they wouldn't have uh, jumped into it so easily and said, uh, let us uh, let us do this, and, and hopefully we will have the outcome that they wanted, which was to possess their possession. So we see that uh, you know, this he he's a they first he kidnapped her, he stole her, uh, he lay with her, he violated her and, and now he's saying that he wants to be and he's not even circumcised. So definitely he crossed the barrier with God because he's not circumcised because the covenant with Abraham was that uh the, all of the men and if they were foreigners they were to be what? Circumcised so he he overtook boundaries that crossed uh things with God, and he also tormented her uh through rape, um which was she didn't even consent to it she wasn't it wasn't something that she wanted uh so we know that it wasn't uh purpose uh, uh for her destiny it wasn't something that was designed for her, although they her because of man's choice. um a fleshly choice, and that's what I would like to say.
2: Thank you for sharing um, that, Dr. Donnie, and and both of you are, are uh, both of your comments are indeed um, in reference to what the scripture is conveying here. So, um, Dr. Donnie, you did touch on the fact of, um, later on, uh, although it wasn't read, that uh Shekin's, his motive initially he took the girl and he said, you know, he wants to marry her for her because his soul was so best for her. But at the in the at the the back of his mind he's also thinking now since the brothers proposed that they get circumcised now he's thinking about everything that will now belong to him as a result of his agreeing to this circumcision. And obviously, he had not been aware of their custom, and he didn't think it all the way through because he would have—he like you say—he may have given it a second thought because now they're going to be at the mercy of Jacob's sons. So I'm going to just continue to read for the uh, the listening audience, and then I'm going to follow down and and um, share with with you with the audience what has in fact happened as a result of them accepting this. Um, disagreement. And Hamar and Shechem, I'm reading from verse 20. And Hamar and Shechem, his son came unto the gate, communing with the men of their city, saying, these men are peaceable with us. Therefore, let them dwell in the land and trade therein for the land. Behold, it is large enough for them. Let us take their daughters to us for wives and let us give them our daughters. Only herein will the men consent unto us. For to dwell with us, to be one people, if every male among us be circumcised as they are circumcised. Shall not their cattle and their substance and every beast of theirs be ours? Only let us consent unto them, and they will dwell with us. And unto Hamor and unto Shechem his son hearken, all that went out of of the gate of his city, and every male was circumcised, all that went out of the gate of the city. And it came to pass on the third day when they were sore that two of the sons of Jacob, Simeon and Levi, Dinah's brethren, took each man his sword and came upon the city boldly and slew all the males. And they slew, and they slew Hamar and Shechem, his son, with the edge of the sword and took Dinah out of Shechem's house and went out. The sons of Jacob came upon the slain and spoiled the city because they had defiled their sister, their sheep and their oxen and their asses, and that which was in the city and that which was in the field. And all their wealth and all their their little ones and their wives took they captive and spoiled even all that was in the house. And Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, Ye have troubled me to, to make me to stink among the inhabitants of the land, among the Canaanites and the parasites, and I, being few in number, they shall gather themselves together against me and slay me, and I shall be destroyed, I and my house. And they said, Should he deal with our sister as with an harlot? And I'm going to stop there for a moment for us to share regarding what the Lord has given us. Um, in continuation of this scripture, um, Minister Belinda, would you like to um, share at this point? Minister Belinda, I think is your phone muted?
3: No, it's not muted. Um, okay. His intentions, I don't think, never really were honorable, because you know you you don't do what he did, and then, uh, you know. I think he was working more on their that honor, you know, that they because of what he did to his sister that would push them in a position to fulfill something he wanted. But in the underhand of the 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 final part of that part, they never did. They had an agenda. The brothers, when they had him circumcised, they were never going to really allow. Them to take their women, nor their possessions, and then when they slewed all of them, it, it 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 reminds me of the 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 power in the covenant of God's word when God speaks a thing, mm-hmm. and another set of Uh, entity, I'll say entity, when they want to undo a covenant that God has said. The covenant was the circumcision and the commandments, you know, the order he said to not take of the uncircumcised uh, things, the men, the women, all of that. But yet it still did what God said. And I look down here when uh, And Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, Ye yeah, have troubled me to make me distinct among the inhabitants of the land, among the Canaanites and the Pezerites. I'd be a few in number. And if I'm getting this, he's concerned because after what they did, there'll be some trouble. Exactly, but they they were few, but the men killed all of them, all of them. I don't know, if to, you know, this 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 kind of story is over and over in the Bible, Bible, where a small remnant, you know, and God gives them power to overtake a nation, you know, to prosper when there's n- it seems no way of prosperity. But God spoke it. It was ne it's never about numbers, it's always about the power of God. You know, David, when David slew uh Goliath. And that's that's all I- I'm getting, you know. I'm just looking at what God allowed them to do, you know, and they didn't take it lightly him to follow their system. And no, they have, they may have thought the man may have thought they did, but no. And they asked, should um, should he deal with our sister as a harlot? Yes. And they were honoring her because she had been defiled. It wasn't a choice. And then to think he would prosper from it. And that they would mix the way God is saying not to, and somehow, you know, there's a purpose when God was saying, do not take that, you know, when God allowed, um, what was it, Um, Isaac to have his wife, and his father told his servant to go to a certain place, that was a difference in how that was done, than the way this was done. She wasn't uh, taken. God said that if she did what she did, this would be the one. So there's a difference in the way, you know, the Lord does and the way flesh does. And I don't think you can honor something that's fleshly. The only person that can get, take something wrong and and, and and make it honorable as God.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, when David took Bathsheba, right? he repented. But there still was a cost. Yes. It looks like this man, and it, it led a cost to a lot of people. That's all I have.
2: Dr. Ghani, would you care to um, continue to elaborate?
1: Well, I would like to um, point out, you know, what Jacob uh, announced over Simeon and Levi because of their acts um, on his on his deathbed. And I'm uh, reading in Genesis 49 from verse 5, and he says, Simeon, Simeon and Levi are brethren instruments of cruelty. Or in their habitation, O my soul, come not thou unto their secret, unto their assembly, mine honor, be not thou united for it. In their anger they slew a man, and in their self-will they digged down a well, cursed by their anger, for it was clear. And their wrath for it was cruel, and I will divide them in Jacob, and scatter them in Israel. But then, when we look at the time of when Moses, after you know when they were in Egypt, Levi, the tribe of Levi, they didn't go into bondage they they went in to go
0: and
1: when we look at uh later on, Levi also was the one that uh slew everything that everyone that was into idol worship for the sake of all of Israel. To be able Mm -hmm. to survive And as Minister Belinda said uh, Under the God's order We we don't know why uh, These things are allowed And why they're to exist And we can't say Oh, he's an evil God Because what we do know Is that it always Aligns to his perfect will His sovereign will um, In time for mankind Um, And God wanted the tribe of Israel to be separated from those things that were not of him or not of his order, not of his mandate uh, for mankind. So I believe that uh, Levi also became uh, the priestly priestly role uh, Mm -hmm. through, through Aaron. So we can't... The way we will look at Levi and Simeon, maybe in this day we would say, oh, it was a cool thing. It shouldn't have never happened because Jacob said it. But see, like Minister Belinda said also, no matter what man may say,
2: God will
1: prevail. Um, We can speak something into existence, but if the Lord has an ordainment, just like with Noah. Um, he spoke something into existence, but what God had called blessed was blood. Bless. <laughs> what God mm-hmm. had called curse is curse, so no one can reverse the blessing but God. Yeah. So yeah. he didn't say, God told me to say this. He said, I, he saying I, I in this. So we have to be careful to look at uh the the interpretation and the translation of it as well, but uh what authority did he have in, in, in this pronunciation and we can see throughout the generation um mm-hmm. the authority that is comes through God and through Jesus Christ in the end. Mm-hmm. And that's what mm-hmm. I wanted to
2: say. Mm-hmm. That was good. Doctor Gani. thank you so much for sharing that. And and, and I, next I'd like to um, add
3: one thing else too. Sure. You know, a lot of people try to use these kind of scriptures as mm-hmm. a racial background. You know, they'll say, mm-hmm. well, God didn't intend for this one to um uh make it race, but it never was. It was about God's people and those that did not serve God. That they didn't mingle because they worshiped idols. They had different traditions. You know, you can go to the scripture when he says, "Don't don't be unevil and yoke." But yeah, what Sister Donna said, you know, we we forget how powerful God is. Mm-hmm. There's nothing, you know, no matter how it may seem. Whatever God says will line it up to God, because the When he says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, that means that he's the beginning. Anything in between, whatever it seems like, God has his hand on it. And it's going to end up in the will of God.
1: And and I also would like to point something else out, too, and that is that I am not...
4: um,
1: Encouraging anyone out there That if your sister has been uh, Raped or abused Or neglected That you and your brothers And your sisters is going to take things Into your own
4: hands
1: um, The uh, Mandate and the sovereign will of God uh, Should always rule In everything And there is an order To yes. mandate it we we must remain in that order. And
3: yeah. And rape was never God's program.
1: Yeah, rape is not God's program, but
3: hey, nobody know, can nobody rape our is God,
1: okay? Based on emotions are not the answer either. Mm-hmm. Our actions, mm-hmm. our, our emotions is not the answer either. So that that's what I wanted to point out.
3: Amen.
2: Thank you for for sharing that, Doctor Donnie and pointing that out because. Um, ultimately, it's all to bring glory to God, and He is not for any of these things that are, you know, rape. Of course, they clearly in it. The Scripture says over and over again how Dinah was defiled. There's nothing good that comes out of being defiled, you know. So, um, also too, I want to just um, touch on and bring back to what when we first began reading about uh, Abraham. And the people in the order that God had given unto him, when he told him to leave from his family and to go, God had said to him that he was going to make his name a great, he was going to make him a great nation. And he was going to bless him. And and, and he says, it says here, well, I'll just read it all here in Genesis 12 at verse 2. It says, And I will make thee make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee and I will make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing, and I will bless them that bless thee and curse them that curse thee and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So God had an order there and that he told he told Abraham and he pulled him away from The idol worship and things of that nature And he was beginning there To separate his people And as Minister Belinda had said It was a matter of worshipping God and not worshipping God Not so much as um, The people themselves but it was More so because of their practices And their behaviors That God wanted to pull Out his people His chosen people The the people of of the tribes of Israel He wanted them to be separated and pulled apart those so that the world could see, these are my people. They serve me. They're worshiping me. They're not serving and worshiping the other gods. Because as we move on in um, in, uh, chapter 35, God begins to speak to Jacob, and he says to Jacob, And I'm going to start reading here, verse 1. It says, And God said unto Jacob, Arise, go up to Bethel, and dwell there, and make there an altar unto God that appeared unto thee when thou fleddest from the face of Esau thy brother. Then Jacob said unto his household, and to all that were with him, Put away the strange gods that are among you, and be clean, and change your garments, And let us arise and go up to Bethel, and I will make there an altar unto God who answered me in the day of my distress and was with me in the way which I went. And they gave unto Jacob all the strange gods which were in their hand and all their earrings which were in their ears. And Jacob hid them under the oak which was by Shechem, and they journeyed, and the terror of God was upon the cities that were round about them and they did not pursue after the sons of Jacob. So um I just wanted to, to pause right there for a minute to just um point out the fact that um Jacob said to, to Simeon and, and to Levi, he, he kinda admonished them for what they did, not that it was it was it was right to do, but like they said, do they sit back? And they were young young boys. Do they sit back and let their their daughter be treated like a harlot? But then God interceded and He spoke. And then there was His His hand and His protection on His people because the anger, the terror of God went through the cities. Like the people were they were not going to pursue them because God had already in His sovereign will and in His plan He set up. He had already arranged it to be that no harm was going to come to them. Amen. It regardless of what they had done. God was still going to protect them. Amen. Thank Amen. you for thank you, Doctor Donnie. So would you go would you like to go ahead and share there also, Doctor Donnie? Um, uh,
1: I don't wanna jump ahead of you too, but um it's true, you know, God God shows up and he shows himself to let mhm him know his will. And I want you to remember this. His at this point, his name is Jacob. you see? Yes. He Hasn't been trans. He hasn't been translated or over to the spiritual man. He's still walking mm-hmm. in the Jacob. Uh,
2: right. Reign
1: right now. So God comes up and he visits it. Visits him and he starts talking to him. And and the, through this, there's a transference, there's a a, a change in Jacob's life, and I, I I'll stop right there. I don't want to go uh, uh, ahead of you. But, yeah, okay, I totally agree with you that the Lord came and revealed Himself in His will, sovereign will,
2: in all of this. Go ahead. Thank you. And Thank you. Okay. And I will continue to, to read on here, as you said, because the Lord is beginning to speak. Well, he had started at the beginning of the chapter, and he's continuing on here. Verse 6 says, So Jacob came to Luz, which is in the land of Canaan, that is Bethel, and he and all the people that were with him. And he built there an altar and called the place El-Bethel, because there God appeared unto him when he fled from the face of his brother. But Deborah, Rebekah's nurse, died, and she was buried beneath Bethel under an oak, and the name of it was called alon Bakus. And God appeared unto Jacob again. And when he came out of Padanaram Aram and blessed him, and God said unto him, thy name is Jacob. Thy name shall not be called any more Jacob, but Israel shall be thy name and he called his name Israel and God said unto him I am God almighty be fruitful and multiply a nation and a company of nations shall be of thee and kings shall come out of thy loins and the land which I gave Abraham and Isaac to thee I will give it and to thy seed after thee will I give the land and God went up from him in the place where he talked with him, and Jacob set up a pillar in the place where he talked with him, even a pillar of stone, and he poured a drink offering thereon, and he poured oil thereon, and Jacob called the name of the place where God spake with him, Bethel. Minister Belinda, would you like to share what the Lord has um given you regarding that?
1: I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, I was trying to. Okay, go ahead. Go so ahead, minister. Okay.
3: On. Okay. All of the things that they went through, and now here, God gives them instructions. They leave from that place. He tells them to go to a certain place, and he tells them that uh, you know they God appears to them, builds an altar. They tell him, he built build an altar, and he says there's a cleansing that takes place.
4: Mm -hmm.
3: so them being amongst them people what did they gather up you know here are these strange gods these strange ornaments God says get rid of all of them and a a cleaning takes place and their garments are changed then they move in another direction then God uh, um, they go through this and then Jacob name is changed to Israel. But you know, God says it in the latter part of all of this, when he says, uh, I love this scripture, he said, uh, in verse 11, he said, and God said unto him, I am God (laughs) almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. Then he tells him of an inheritance. Because of what he promised to Abraham. Here's some of the fulfillment of that covenant. You know, for them to, 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 to hold fast to what God's saying, even in the circumstances that took place, they knew the will of God. And it was not to participate in that, not to be a part of that, not to stay in that environment, And connect themselves with their people. And then God shows up after they've done this. And then tells them to go to this place. And he says, put away your idols. your strange gods. You know, and he disrobed them of different things. And they were changed. Their garments. So these garments were not clean. You know, Many times we, as a people, now, God is trying to transition us from one place to another. But it always takes spirits, takes place spiritually. But it affects the natural. Their garments were natural, their earrings. But God said, "Take it off." Told them, "Go to a specific place." And it turns God is taking us from one place, telling us to go to another place, and that we are going to be changed. You know, you can no longer do this. You can no longer say this. You can no longer, your frame of mind needs to change. Your garments need to change. Your ways need to change. Your person, your cousin, if you're cussing. There's always a transition that takes place when God's trying to take his people to another spiritual realm, and in their spiritual realm, there are blessings. But they have to follow that direction. They have to take those garments off, take those bracelets, all of those things, And then when they travel, here God, when he tells you to go somewhere, to move in that direction, God took care of the enemies. He put fear on them. They didn't have to fight a battle. But simply follow what God is saying. And then when they get to that place, here God tells them in verse 12, And the land which I gave Abraham and Isaac, to thee I will give it. And to thy seed, after thee, will I give the land. And this is repeated in the Bible over and over and over. But we miss so many things and get mad at God because we're not following direction. We're not seeing whatever God has told us that it'll come to pass. He said the obedient eat the good of the lamb. We worry about what, what's gonna happen. How's it gonna be? What's gonna how do I how do I get there?
2: That's all I got to say. That was good. Thank you for thank you both for sharing on, on that wise. And it's it is very important to know that um God is a God of decency and an order and ultimately we are we are here for his good purpose and that we, we bring and we assist God in, in letting his sovereign will be done. Because the scripture says that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. And and these were the people who God had chosen to do and to be for such a time as that was going on. And, again, um, Minister Belinda, I'd like to um, thank you for sharing that portion about how God will, in fact, we have to make changes. when We're willing to walk with God and to serve God because, when you have learned a certain way that is not like God, God has to come, and we, we too, have to do some garment changing and, and changing of our, 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 our wills and, and things of that nature. We are going to follow after God and be obedient to what the word of God says. We, too, as believers, when we come to know God, and it's not a, um, what we are accustomed to doing because God said, be ye holy for I, the Lord God, am holy. And he, call, he calls us to, to live a holy lifestyle. And when you're not living holy, there will be some changes that need to be made so that you can, in fact, live holy because God is a commandment. He says, be holy, for I, the Lord God, am holy. And I like where um, he also had mentioned He said to Jacob, I am God almighty. That he is, he is the God that was and is and is to come, and the same God from yesterday. I know they said nothing. There's nothing new under the sun because you can find everything in Scripture, from murders to rapes to rebellion. You name it, it's in the Bible, and God speaks about it and He addresses it because it. He knew then, when the Bible Bible was inspired by the Holy Spirit to be written, that it would have this endurance and it would last forever from generation to generation that we could have something to refer back to that was both relevant then as it is in fact relevant to us right here and right now because, again, as um, the Lord has spoken unto Jacob and he said to them to rise and to get up, and I'm sure he had even more in-depth conversation with the Lord that when he came and he spoke to the people and he told them, get rid of those idols, get rid of get rid of all of those things that are not like God. Those things that you you picked up along the way. When they 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 cleaned out, um, you know, they took the 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 um the booty is what they would usually call it, and they took the things. And or sometimes when you we can find our ourselves that are not like God, it may seem like it's okay for the moment or whatever it is that you're doing, but God has. A a greater plan for our lives He says his thoughts are higher than our thoughts And his ways are higher than our ways And we must always be Looking to bring ourselves Under that which God is calling us to do And the other thing You mentioned, uh, Minister Belinda And Dr. John, I believe you mentioned it too Just about being obedient You know, it's important that we obey The word and the will of God He said, the word says Obedience is better than sacrifice he doesn't want us sacrificing things to him. We don't have to do that anymore because Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice that we can live today, but we still must obey the word of God. Amen. Um, I'm going to, um, that's pretty much, we were discussing uh, Dinah, and that pretty much kind of um, encapsulizes what the scripture has spoken of her and as effective. um um incidents I'm sorry that surrounded her life, you know, her brothers did things because they were trying to protect her honor as a woman. And and I believe that God has made men to protect women. And even though her brothers were young and they they did what they felt as though they could do, I believe that God honored them honoring their daughter, honoring their sister, forgive me. And when he offered he still yet gave his protection over the children of Israel because where Jacob was afraid that something might have happened to them as a result of what his sons had done, you know, God's sovereign will stepped in, and they were still yet protected. So um, Dr. Donnie or uh, Minister Belinda, we still have yet more time um, in this session. Is there anything that either of you would like to to add? Dr. Johnny, you uh, can go first.
1: Yeah, I w- I want to point this out. Even though that uh, they were a chosen people, you can see at times Jacob was sleeping, because uh, you have to wonder, you know, how did it get to a point that they had that you know these gods uh, that he's saying get a r- get rid of these idols? How did it get to a point where they had these idols in the midst of them? in which we knew that um, Rachel, you know, had taken uh, her father's uh, idols with her um, when they were coming out. But, you know, he said, put away the strange gods that are among you and be clean and change your garments. So we have to wonder, how did it get to a point? He's in the midst of all of these other peoples and you know, you know, the God of Israel, you know uh, what, you know how you grew up with Abraham, and 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 your mom. Uh, I mean Isaac, and you are now having these strange gods in the midst of you. So uh, there had to be some transformation going on here, um, and God had to come in directly to Jacob to bring him awake because he's he had become fearful of the people that were in the midst of them, um, And, and they, even in 4 it said, And they gave unto Jacob all the strange gods which were in their hand and all their earrings which were in their ears, and Jacob hid them under the oak which was by Shechem. Now how did you get all of these things of this nature that appears to be something that is not of God? It's not. It's something that is not of God, but has been adapted uh, to in time. Has been, um, you know, overtaken them in time. And I remember Dinah, who was going out to play with uh, their children.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: In the beginning, and so it, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, there was a sleep uh, that had come over, and the Lord is coming now to wake Jacob up, and, and he realized he's coming face-to-face with him, to let him know, look, I'm the God of Israel, the same God of your father, same God of Abraham, and and I'm coming to talk with you to let you know this is the way, this is the path I want you to go so that uh, I can uh, produce kings out of your loins and and nations and and companies of, of nations shall be of thee. So, um, I believe that Jacob had in the flesh had gone off and God is translating him into Israel, just as he did with Abraham, Abram to Abraham. And now he's taking Jacob and moving him into Israel, a new name, a new day. And and this is the thing about it that we, we can see now. I'm um, just bringing this out that a lot of the body of Christ have fallen asleep or uh, 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 awake. Even though that you have become a chosen person because you believe in Jesus Christ, the question is, are, are you sleeping like Jacob and things are coming around you that are not of God? Uh, strange gods are manifesting um, in your in your thoughts and you, you are succumbing to it because of the peace that you're trying to keep around you, or you are allowing it to exist because uh whatever reason it is, Jacob said because uh, he thought that they were going to rise up against them. Is it because you're afraid of the voices around you, the society, the fraternal orders that you may exist in, that that you are letting go, and uh, the the work environments you exist in, you're letting go. And you're allowing these things to taint you uh, and keep you in that fleshly stage when God is trying to move you into the spiritual. That's my question for the audience, for the body of Christ. Where are you in this hour? Is it a time and a stage where God has to come and visit you and say, wake up and to shake you and and, and boost you into the right destiny and purpose that he has designed you for, um, for this kingdom hour? under his kingdom mandate? That's my question for the body of Christ. And and it's not one that uh I would expect for you to answer with me, but I want you to look in the mirror of Jesus Christ and and talk with him. Are you where you are supposed to be in him right now? And do you are you carrying some strange gods? Are you carrying some idols? Are you carrying some things that you you realize that this is not God, but you have held on to it because of the society, the environments that you exist in, the ones that you go to weekly, the ones that you bond with all the time every, on a daily basis, Are you taking on strange gods, Are you picking up idols. You know, somebody will say, uh, in order for me to connect with God, that I need to have uh, a candle burning, or I need to have... Uh, something going. Uh, where is has that become your idol? Is that your in between? Isn't Jesus Christ the only avenue to the Father? I'm I'm finished. Thank you.
2: Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that, Dr. Connie. That was good. Because we all must ask ourselves. We must all look at ourselves in the an mirror and be truthful to ourselves to figure out where we are and where we're going. Thank you for sharing that. Minister Belinda, do you have any other comments you wanted to share, everybody, what Dr. Yes, Donovan ma'am. touched on? Mm-hmm. Yes.
3: You know, it's very important because uh, if we're going to be led by the Spirit, then we're going to have to be for real because God's not accepting the lukewarm stuff. That's a fairy tale, and he's not a fairy tale. You know, we're we're becoming place we're not seeking God like we should and be a tenant in every, every aspect of our life. When these people came out, uh, he told them, he said, put away all. He said, put away the strange gods that are among you and be clean and change your garments. Now, he, he said all to all that were with him. And, 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 and God requires all submitting everything unto God, surrendering it all to God. He owns everything. And coming to that understanding that if you're going to serve God, you're going to have to serve in the spirit and truth. There's no midway. He said all, not 99%. And if God is taking you from a place, you can't pack something that God is saying lay down to another dimension. Then you're walking in disobedience. If he says lay this down, and even though it's comfort to you, even though it may be a financial uh, place where if I have this, this helps me, But God is saying it's time to let go of that because it cannot be in this place and take this place as another set, There's another provision. But we're we're trying to take provisions of the old into the new. And somehow God's people are not understanding the importance of this. He said, pray over everything. If something comes and there's a tug, we need to get before God to get the understanding. What is, what is it, Lord? Give me a dream. Give me a vision, God. Give me understanding. Because in that transition, God required things to be left. Things to be, it's time to gather, time to let go. But if I don't even get the season, and I'm trying to gather when God is saying, let go, then I'm out of the will of God. Nothing's going to move forward, nothing's going to develop. But he said in all things get us understanding. understand understanding in God there's clarity. But we gotta wait on God. We won't even do that. It's very important, you know, to follow and to understand uh uh I was sharing with Sister Donna while I was not able to be on the phone line, the revelation that God gave me. It doesn't matter what it is. In our mindset, it may be very little and minute. But this is not about what the Linda or anybody else thinks. A servant of God should have no mind, only the mind of Christ. And the mind of Christ will will... Set the alarms off, it will dictate your surroundings. You know, it will keep you from becoming asleep. The spirit will trigger you to get up and start praying. It will the spirit of truth will say, Lord, you're making me pray. What am what's 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 getting understanding? He said, they would understand and pray with understanding. God will give you a dream or vision. He'll give you understanding. You might not understand the dream at that moment, but the other peace will come. And out of that comes direction. People come into the Lord's house. We've got churches now. They' set up all kinds of ways, have all kinds of idols in the Lord's house uh, They have these ceremonies that God is not pleased with.
4: Uh-huh.
3: And in Amos, he says, "You're coming into my house and you bring your tithes. We think we have missed God and even in tithes. Uh, we can bring it in, but we can fornicate. We can lie. We can uh, uh, have put up idols to... We no longer take God as first. We, we worship the works of our hands, our strength. We have sold our souls to gain. But I'm coming to the Lord's house to serve God. Are you really? Who do you think is answering you? Because the scripture says, when you lift your hands up, I don't even see you. Mm. I don't even honor your you worry me with your solemn feast. God is getting sick of Uh, it. Because he said, Become holy. Seek him daily. Honor him daily. Pray for pray to him daily. Give up your whole heart. He said, and if you do these things, and the obedience, he requires obedience, not sacrifices. We're not obeying his word. We're not honoring our lives. And we think it's just the Sunday best. Mm -hmm. And when God comes, we'll we'll be missing. We'll have no oil in our lamps, we'll have not trimmed our wit, and we will be found wanting. You know, we have to get in a place that the little inconveniences better not stop us. Whether it's a little bit of food, you know, like Paul said, the, the <laughs> uh, in all things, I'm trying to get the scripture. Be content. In -hmm. whatever state you're in that God has appointed you to be content. And you can only find contentment. You can only find peace by obeying what God's saying. It is given by his word and by his power. Not by might, but by the spirit of God. I asked God something when this event took place. And I love this little phone. It took me years to get this phone. And I asked the Lord. I said, Lord, give me a dream. I said, something God, you got to give me some understanding. I had a dream. It looked like a field. And as I walked the field, I saw money laid down and looked Bundles, you know, just laying. Somebody was walking with me in the in the field, and it's like I looked at the money, and but it was the 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 spirit there in the in the dream said it was like it's not your money. If I took it, I'd be stealing. Wow. So then I looked. And there was money, a big pack of money, under my, like, it seemed like my bed. But I didn't even know if that was my money. And that, and things tried to come to me to irritate my spirit. And I said, Lord, if you're trying to tell me something, you directly give it to me. And that morning, I got up, and me and the Lord got up together. because he said, you better get up. this evening. we're not getting up with God. We're not walking with God. We're not doing like we did in the garden. Listen, this word is real. You could walk and talk with God daily.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I had coffee with God. I, I set my little, put on my mood to me, and I was praising God. And then the Lord came, brought the dream. I talked to my daughter. I said, It was call and tell her, thank her for helping you, and do not put that phone back on. He said, you're going to go and get this other one. And it's going to be in a realm, it's less, but this is the state I want you in right now. In every change that took place in my life, I had to give up something and walk in another place and disregard things and take on those things that God said." So when I told her, I thanked her, but it's time to let go. Oh, my God. After it was like a joy, I was praising God, dancing, and and thanking God. A few minutes later, the phone rang. I said, what? It was my brother. Then my daughter came home. I'm saying, Lord, what's going on? And she asked her uncle. Did you call me and say, yeah, I was trying to get in touch with your mom. And she said, well, oh, the phone's working. Now, listen what the enemy said. And then the revelation came. Well, maybe this was okay. No. It, I would not. It was a moving on my spirit. You ask God for a dream. You ask God for understanding. As soon as God allowed you to move in that realm, it was like a burden was lifted off of you. Then the dream came back. He said, even though she is helping you, we had our phones together, and I would pay half and she pay half. He changed the phone, said, Mama, I will help you keep this one on. But if God says let go of it, because I it's saving me money. I'm stealing that money. And I cannot receive what God wants me to receive by disobeying him. Because if he says don't and I do it, it's theft. Then I said, Lord, that's that dream. I thought I, I texted the back and I said, I, no. I will, Monday, Tuesday. I will go and see about this other phone. And you turn that phone off. When I call you, you turn that phone off. So you don't have to pay another bill. And it's all connected. You know, God said this time is a time to let go. You are not together, it's a time of change. But if I'm not sitting before God and asking God, Lord, and surrendering whatever this is that he's going to do again, Lord, whatever your will is, whatever your direction is, let thy will be done. Let me not be afraid of your will, but let me embrace it, God, to the fullest. Some people would say, well, it's just, you know, she was willing to do it and stuff. No. Trying to uh, save a little bit of money. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God owns the cattle of a thousand hills. Mm-hmm. The and, and the silver and gold belongs to him. He said, ah, he requires obedience than a sacrifice. He is not asking me, he's asking me to be obedient. And I will let go of this phone. I had to let go of land. I had to let go of a home and a lot of things and sojourn. Because God said sojourn. But I've never seen the spiritual promises, and and the the word like he gave to Abraham. How many covenants and how many words has God pronounced over your children? If you will obey me and walk in
2: my statutes,
3: not only save you, I'll save your children and their children. Have we forgotten? Have we become asleep? By the cares of the world.
4: Amen. Amen.
3: You got to be. You got to be. It will be given no other way. A greater thing that God wants to do for His people from the beginning of the time. Even in the garden, he gave them everything, and yet they were deceived. These people, became, didn't, they didn't hold to what God was saying. Because if you hold on to God and what he's saying, you're not going to pick up no item. You're not going to sell out your soul for a phone or for a little bit of money. Every measure that God has said to do matters. That's
2: all I got to say, thank you for sharing that um minister Belinda. That's very important um what you were saying, and that also we have a relationship with God daily. The Bible has told us on numerous occasions that we are to meditate on the Word both day and night, that we are to um you know make take time out for God to study the word. To show ourselves approved workmen that need not be ashamed of the gospel, it's a relationship. It's it's a it's a relationship that God is God is after with each and every one of us, and it's not just when we when we need. You know, God does not want us to um, try to prostitute Him, for lack of a better word, just coming to Him when we want something. It's a it's a continual relationship when you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior because there are many things that God needs to speak into our lives on a daily. You hear in part, you know in part, you prophesy in part because God's not going to, he's not giving us the entire thing. He needs us to trust him and to hear from him and we have to constantly be seeking his face so that he can always be, he needs to be, the voice of God needs to be the loudest voice in our ear so that we can continue and to do what God is calling us to do. Because just like we don't eat one meal a day in the natural, you know, some people eat two and three times a day, natural food, we have to also be spiritually fed on a regular basis so that we're not spiritually malnutritioned and and we don't fall into those places of spiritual um, deadness that we're not hearing from God when he wants to be speaking to us because the Lord speaks in a still small voice. You know, God is not, he's not going to come in and invade your space, but you have to create an atmosphere that he can come and he can dwell in. And we have to always have our ears tuned to what the spirit of God is saying to us. And it's difficult to do when you're running here, running there, and, and everything else kind of consumes you And you're overloaded with all these many things, you know, God, I got to do this. I got to do this. I have to do that. And the one thing that we really need to do, and it's oftentimes, sometimes neglected, is spend that time with God. I I read a book some years ago, many years ago, when I first had gotten saved. Actually, it was an audio book. I listened to it, and the title was of it, Too Busy Not to Pray, because we have too many things going on in our lives that We can't afford not to be getting the direction of God and telling us which way to go because there are a lot of good things that we can do, find ourselves doing for people. It's good to take your neighbor to the grocery store or give a person a ride or just doing things even in ministry. But is it what God is telling you to do? And I say that to say because sometimes we take on a lot of things in the church you know, because we, we want to, we, we're saying that we're doing it for the Lord. We're, we're serving God. But is that the ministry that God called you to do? And if you're not careful, you find yourself just being busy, 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 busy. and You could be busy with the things of God. But is that the assignment that God gave to you that he wants your hands to be working on? And we really have to be mindful and, and be led of God in everything that we do. So that we can stay in his perfect will because God will, he'll cover us. He gives we that's where the grace and the mercy of God, it comes from, you know, because he extends his grace to us and his mercy because there are times when we're not doing what God has actually called us to do and he still doesn't allow disaster to control and to wreak havoc in our lives because we didn't fully and completely obey God. So um, I realize, too, that we are we are running here. Um, we're getting close to time. We still have another half an hour left. Are there any listeners on the line, Dr. Donnie, any people that may have called in? Um, not at this time, no. They're online okay. listening,
1: but not uh, on the call.
2: Okay, okay, okay. Okay, um, with that being said, we can continue um, to share. I um, didn't give a um, a topic for um, next week that we're going to be studying um, as um, we sit here, I'm sure the Lord will continue to drop it in my spirit as we continue to pick up off the um, the women of God in the the holy women of God in the Bible. Uh, Dr. Ghani, would you like to offer um, a prayer at this time for um, those who may want to receive salvation and are just actually listening in, that they may take a moment afterwards. Maybe they may even do it even after the call is done. Would you like to pray at this time for that?
1: Sure. You know,
4: um, I want want to talk to those
1: uh, men or women out there that have experienced rape or um, any type of abuse it has put you into a traumatic um, mindset uh, where you feel like your uh, soul is fragmented, your thoughts are always continuously on the pain, uh, the suffering, the trauma that you have experienced. And I want to let you know that there is a way out. And that is through Jesus Christ. And that is an intimate relationship. It is not, uh, it's a personal thing, uh, relationship. It's a deep, embedded relationship with the Father who loves you. And as everyone knows, um, it's a day that's always celebrated once a year, but it's a day to be celebrated every day. The fact that Jesus Christ went on the cross for us that we would live is not just a simple uh, story. It's it's history, and it's Mm -hmm. his story. Um, He went on the cross. Jesus Christ, God, came down in the flesh that you might live. Now, why do I say God came down in the flesh? You know, God gave a part of himself. And imported it into Mary, along with the Holy Ghost,
4: mm-hmm.
1: into the world that you might live. And and then because it, 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 He's the only uh, perfected, the only holy thing in this world that could come into the earth and remain holy that you might live, and he shed his blood in the earth for you. Now, that's a deep thing right there because that blood is still crying out as an advocate for you. It is crying out from the earth as an advocate for you. It's crying out in the air. It's crying out in the sea. It's crying out in the land as an advocate for you, that you can have a divine connection. With the Father. Now, why would anyone want to take that lightly? Why would we want to forget about it, Lee? Why would we want to forget about it when we when we're doing anything that Jesus Christ, our Father, the Holy Ghost came into this filthy earth? came into a a filthy mess in holiness to direct us back to the right path. And not only that, to give himself as a final atonement for our sins, that we may be able to have eternal life in him. Now, Jesus said to the disciples, I will leave a Holy Ghost, I will leave the paracletos, in Greek, I will leave a comforter behind for you. And why would we want to reject that? Why do we want to close it up and say, no, this, it can't be real, and you never tried it? Why do you want to run away from the things that God has given you an opportunity to know him? Anyone out there? So that you can think about it, and why is it that when you are when you are going through a trauma, a situation, a, a shattered event in your life, that you say, "Oh, I want to pick up the Bible and I want to read it," but other times you just pass it away as it's a toy and leave it on the shelf? Why? When the Bible says Jesus is the Word. The word is spirit. The word is life. So I want to pray for you, all of those out there, if you have experienced any type of event in your life that pain and sore is keeping you severed away uh, because if you find it difficult to trust anyone, you find it difficult uh, to to connect to anyone, I want to say connect to Jesus Christ to him and go off into the word of God and read it for yourself and ask the Lord to send forth his Holy Spirit to guide you, to admonish you, to teach you. He is all of that and he can do it because he is the mighty counselor. No one can counsel you greater than him. But am I saying to stay separated? No. No. There is going to be someone that the Lord will put in your life to to uh, keep you on the right track, to hold you accountable, to encourage you, if you let it in, if you just simply open up and let it in. The Lord loves you that much, and you just have to trust him. You have to have faith that he's going to see you through, and he will. Just as he visited Jacob to remind them, I am the God of Abraham. I am the God of Isaac. He can visit you. Desire it. Draw nigh to him, and he will draw nigh to you. Yes. So I just want to pray for anyone out there now, and I want to pray for you to let you know that there is a God of Yah Israel, there is a God in the heavens, and he is the creator of all things, and if he can do that, he can create a new day for you. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day, and we glorify you for the opportunity to uh, just share in your word, and Father, many of us are lost. Many of the body of Christ are lost. And we're asking, O Lord, that uh, you will begin to reveal yourself mightily to us, that you will bring us into uh, the remembrance of our Lord and Savior daily, and that you will cause and stir up the worship and obedience unto you, Father, because the highest worship is to obey. The highest commandment is to love you with all of our hearts. And, Father, we desire to do so. We ask, O Lord that as you reveal yourself to us, Father, and that you come down in the midst of us, O Father, hallowed be thy name. Let your will in heaven, that is in heaven, let it be done in this earth, O God. We desire your will in the earth. We desire your way. We desire your rule. We desire your reign on the heart and the throne of the mind of every man and every woman, every child. We desire it, Father. We say come down. Come down and bring your communion in, O God of Israel. We ask, O Father, that those that do not know you, Father, that you will tap on their hearts and that you will knock on their hearts and that you, will, that you will just come in, Father, to everyone that will open their hearts and receive you, Father. We ask that you will come in and dine with them, O God. And we ask in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, O Lord, that you will be a covering, over their lives, over their everything that they have, over their children, oh, Father, we ask that you bring a divine protection and shield. We invite your holy archangels in, oh, God. We ask them all of these things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Let there be a strong deliverance, a strong redemption in this, our God. O ye oromo o Let your mercy come in, O God. Let your grace come in, O God, to shake the foundation of man in the mind and spirit and soul, O Lord, until they remember and that they know that there is a God in Israel. We plead for you in this hour, O God. For the body of Christ, we plead for you, O God. We plead for you to come into the body of Christ and bring your truth in. In the spirit, O Lord, raise up your leaders, raise up your prophetic and your apostolic, O God. Those that are receiving the mysteries of your kingdom to teach the children your kingdom, your way. Because you said in your word, seek ye the kingdom of God first and all things and your righteousness and all things will be added. Father, we desire it in this hour. We desire to draw closer to you, O oh God, in Jesus' mighty name. Touch us, O oh Lord. Touch us in your divine will and then under your divine unction in Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Oh, God. Amen. Thank
2: yes. Thank you. Thank you for that, Dr. Ghani. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord God. We thank you. We praise you, Lord God. Minister Belinda, would you like to continue in the prayer? Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah.
3: Father in thy name Jesus No other name God No other name But you said through your name all things are possible God And Lord we ask God with a sovereignty God That you are almighty God And Lord heaven and earth belong Is in your hands God And every soul on this planet God You created Father we ask God Those that have been hurt, God is still a healing God. Lord, and I'm not talking about a dead religious God, but there is a living God with real power. He is able to heal, He's able to set free, He's able to deliver you out of any form of bondage. There's no place that God cannot reach, no place that He cannot touch. Well, every person God that cannot even speak what has been done to them, God is still there., Lord, we ask you God to reveal yourself to them. Let them know God that you are alive and living, Father. There's a spirit God on this earth who wants to make you mythical, that your word is not real. But, God, I testify as a living testimony. Because, God, that's what you said when you came in my life. And I asked you, why weren't you there, Lord? Why didn't you come? Why was all these things allowed to happen? And you said that I was a living testimony that testified to your people. That God is real. And where you didn't see him. He was there. He said, my people perish for lack of knowledge. A lot of y'all have been lied to and have not been told the truth. You've been told about these false gods and false religions and have not seen the living God. He said, there are many gods, but there is one living God. And when that living God steps in, there is a difference. There is a reality, a power that is unlimited. The Alvador Sunday call, God, we're asking you. God, you have the key to every soul. Unlock those souls that are crying out to you, Lord God, that are searching. Is there really a living God? Is there really a God that heals and sets free? God, I'm asking that you come in a personal way to them that they'll know that they have been touched by a living God and that they'll stand as testimonies and say there is a God because he came in my house, he touched my mind, he delivered me from the drugs, he delivered me from the bondage, he healed my wound, he healed my heart and set me free. Whether you be in the houses and you're innocently locked up, God can set you free. If you're guilty and you ask for repentance, God can set you free. Even in the depthness, depthness that the sorrow lays down in, God can pull it out, but with His loving hands and heal you. God, let them know, Lord. Reveal your truth, God, to them. Reveal it, God, in the name of Jesus. Minister to their hearts, Lord Father. Lord, you did it, and you're not... You're, some people say God doesn't heal. That was the Old Testament. But you say you are the same God that you were yesterday, Today and tomorrow, you change not. You heal people now, God. In Jesus' name. Lord, turn the lights on. Turn the lights on us so that, so that they can see. Some are in a darkened room. In an unfamiliar place. They cannot turn on the light. They don't know how to turn it on. But God, you know exactly where they're at. You will know exactly where their hearts are. Lord, you know that every hair on their head is numbered. God, you know them. But some of them don't know you. Lord, in Jesus' name, God, let build ourselves unto them, Lord Jesus. Where there's no hope, Lord, give them hope. But let it be by your spirit, God. Lord, because everything that comes from you is real. It's not the fabricated stuff, Lord. But it has life. Lord, in the name of Jesus, this can only be done by you. So, Lord, we pray the prayer of faith, God, and we believe what we pray, God. Father, because we have tasted of your goodness. We ourselves have seen miracles in our lives. We are your testament, God. Lord, Lord, even in the shadow of the valley of death, God, you are miraculous there. You have it on Sunday be in Jesus' holy name. In your holy name, Lord, we call it the God, in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: Amen. Amen. Thank you for that, Minister Belinda. And in, in light of um, tomorrow being of uh, the celebration of Passover and Resurrection Sunday, as some have called it. We would like to, um, I'd like to just close out in in prayer in that regard and just want to give God praise right now and thank the Lord for, for all that he is doing for us and that he's done for us by giving his son Jesus to be born, to die, and to be resurrected so that we may have the eternal gift of life for us. So we thank you right now, Lord God, that Jesus, Lord God, died for us. His his life comes, Lord God. We celebrate it, Lord God, as to remind us of the work that you have done and that all things are are according and possible because of your will, Lord God. We thank you right now, Heavenly Father. Let us let us truly understand, Lord God, what you have done as a result of, of the when we look at the cross, oh God. Remind us, oh God, that your mercy alone is that's what saved us and it's not anything that we have done oh God and may we grasp Lord God the greatness of that mercy and and that we be filled with living hope today oh God because of your resurrection oh God that we may look upon the cross and know that we can live oh God because of Jesus because he died for oh God so that we can live today oh God so we thank you Lord God that we're we're mindful all across the world oh God of the gift that you gave us of your unconditional love, Lord God, that you sacrificed your only child, Lord God, that he He who knew no sin, oh God, became sin for us, oh God. And many don't really take into account, Lord God, what the passion of Christ is, oh God, that he, Lord God, he was beaten and he was bruised, Lord God, and, and, and all of the sin, Lord God, was. Based upon Him, O God, that it it every every so God known to mankind today, O God, Jesus already bore it, O God, and all of the afflictions, O God, was done unto His body, Lord God, when He became flesh, Lord God, and dwelt among us, O God, He suffered and died, Lord God, so that we can live today, Lord God. So help us, Lord God, to be mindful of that on tomorrow, oh God. That is not about, Lord God, being dressed up in new clothes, oh God, and coming to church to show off our new garb, oh God. That is not what it is all about, oh God, but it is about, Lord God, that you came, Lord God, in, in, God, in flesh, Lord God. You, Jesus came down in flesh from God. From the throne of God, he became poverty and sickness and disease, oh God, so that we could live today here on this earth, oh God, that he came, oh God, to give us back our rightful godly authority, oh God, that was taken away from us, oh God. We thank you right now, Lord God, for the authority that is given to the believer, oh God, who believes and who has accepted you as Lord and Savior, over their lives, oh God. You said that You've given us power, oh God, to tread upon serpents, oh God, and over all the plans of the enemy, Lord God. So we thank You, Lord God, that we have victory today, oh God, because of Jesus, Lord God. And we thank You right now, Lord God, and we give You the praise the glory and the honor, O God, that is due unto you, Lord God. May it be so, Lord God. May your praises be sung, Lord God, in every house of worship, Lord God, on tomorrow, O God. And even today, Lord God, as they sing praises unto your name, this being the weekend, O God, of your son's death and resurrection, O God. We thank you right now, Lord God, and we praise your holy name, God. We lift you up, O God, and we just want to tell you thank you, God, Thank you, oh God, because you didn't have to do it for us, oh God, because your love for us is so great, oh God. We want to say thank you, oh God, and bended hearts and bended knees, oh God. We thank you, oh God, that the people's eyes and their ears and their hearts and their minds, oh God, become open, oh God, and they receive you, oh God, in your goodness, in your fullness, in your wholeness, oh God. That their lives can be changed, oh God. That we put aside all of the things, oh God, that are not like You, Lord God. As we read about, as You, as Jacob told his people, put away those idols, oh God. Anything, Lord God, that is ahead of that we place that higher than You, oh God, can be considered an idol, oh God. So we pray, Lord God, that we pass down those things, oh God, that want to exalt themselves up against You, oh God, and that we bow our hearts and our minds to You, oh God, to honor You and to praise You, oh God, that we will serve you in this time and in this hour, O oh God, that your will will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for your grace and for your mercy, O oh God, that you extend to us each and every day, oh God. We thank you yet again, Lord God, that we are still yet among the land of the living, Lord God, that we can praise your name, that we can share your uncompromised word, Lord God, so we thank you for it today, O oh God. We thank you for those that are listening in the audience, O oh God. If they have yet to come to know you, O oh God, we thank you and we praise you, Lord God, for the laborers that you have sent across their paths, O oh God. Because although we know, O oh God, that everyone won't accept you, O oh God, we pray that they will because it is your heart's desire that all shall be saved and that none shall be lost, O oh God. But you've given us a free will, O oh God. And it is our free will, Lord God, to accept or reject you, O oh God. And I pray, I pray, God, with everything that's within me, O oh God, that there are more acceptance than there are rejections, O oh God, so that your people can be saved and they cannot die and not know you, but live a life eternally with you, O oh God, your Lord God. And we praise you for all, all manners of blessings that come from you, O oh God, that come to give us life and life more abundantly oh god that's what jesus came and he died that we should have the abundant living oh god he came Lord god to fill the law the, the Psalms, oh, that was already spoken of oh god in in the old testament lord god so we thank you right now lord god and jesus is precious and mighty name we pray all these things we thank you for each and every woman of god and and man of God has been listening in, those who are present, who participated in the call today, Lord God. And thank you always, Lord God, for Dr. Ghani and this, this yearning desire that you placed on her heart, Lord God, to share your word, Oh God, with your people. Lord God, so we thank you for them. We thank you. We lift up Missus Belinda, Father God. I thank you, Lord God, that you're covering and you're keeping her in, in her health, Lord God. We come against any attack of the enemy, Lord God, concerning allergies and anything of that nature, Lord God, because the enemy comes in in any shape, in shapes, forms, and fashions of sickness and disease, oh God. But we say it is not so because Jesus took stripes for her. Lord God, that her healing shall be manifested, Father God, and that we all, Lord God, you said that healing is the children's bread, Lord God. We thank you. Yes, you said Lord. that you God, that we be whole and that we prosper in all things, Lord God. So we thank yes, you for right Lord God, and we, we lift them up to you, Lord God, to encourage them, Lord yes, God, Lord, you, Lord, to study your word, Lord God, and show themselves approved, Lord God. We thank you right now, Lord God. God, that they set aside, Lord God, these two hours on Saturday to share and to give back to the people, Oh God. Lord God, we thank you because for some it is a sacrifice, oh God. But we thank you, Lord God, that they do it with willing hearts, Oh God. In the yes, name Lord. of the God, we thank you, Lord yes, God, Lord. that it's for you, oh God, that yes, they did Lord. not Jesus. Father God. In the yes, name Lord. of the peace, Father yes, God, we thank you, thank you. We thank you and we yes, praise you, God, because there is none like you. None like you, oh, God. Nobody yes, like you. You are the yes, Lord, great example,
4: God,
2: of the same God yesterday, yes, Lord,
4: today,
2: Jesus. oh, God. We are the sheep of the pasture, yes, Lord, God, and God is we thank you for us. We you praise, God. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord, hallelujah. hallelujah. Hallelujah, yes, Lord, God. We thank you, God. Have Your
4: mighty
2: way, yes, O God. Jesus, people, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Thank You, God. We lift You up, magnify You we praise, you, O God. For You alone are worthy, and we are unworthy, O God. We we can never do anything. but it's through Your grace and through Your mercy, O God, that You have extended Your hands to each and every one of us, oh God. So I ask You all to grab hold to the mighty hands of our God. Come to save, to give life and life abundantly. Hallelujah. God, we bless you and we thank you and we praise you, God, because we can do nothing without you, but we can yes, do all Lord things
4: without you. It
2: gives us strength. Hallelujah. Yes,
4: Lord Jesus.
2: Bless your name,
4: God. God. I
2: hallelujah.
4: Hallelujah. Yes, Lord Jesus. Thank you. God.
2: Yes, God, we worship you, God. We are the Jesus, there is none like you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for this, victory, Lord God. this opportunity, Lord God, to reach out across the world, Lord God, across, across the country lines, oh God, all is aired, oh God. We thank you, Lord God, that people are able to call in from all across the world, Lord God, and to hear what thus saith the Lord, and to, and to be a part of such a great work, oh God. I thank you for what you're doing with the Blog Talk Radio, God. And this is just the beginning, oh God, of what you're going to do with this. And Lord God, we thank you that you thought it not robbery, oh God, to have us to be a part of your perfect plan, oh God, and your will, oh God. We thank you, Lord God, for our hearts and minds are surrendered, oh God, to serve you, to give you the praise. God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, God. We thank you, oh, God. We bless your holy name. Hallelujah. Thank you. Yes, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You're worthy, God. You're worthy. Hallelujah. You're worthy, God.
3: Yes, Lord. Amen.
2: Thank
4: you.
2: Thank you, Lord. Yes, God. Oh, hallelujah. We have just five minutes left. Um, Dr. Ghani, Minister Belinda, again, thank you. Thank you, thank you for the opportunity to, to share with you all and to moderate the call today. I'm I'm truly humbled and blessed and, and, and a better experience. Yes, God. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Yes. Yeah. Thank you.
3: Yes. Yeah. We got five minutes.
2: Yes. We have five
3: minutes. I like to have a testimony when we were talking about my health. Sure. You know, for a yes. long time the Lord had me uh preaching on his uh promises, you know, and and trying to tell people we gotta get a hold to his word. Years mm-hmm. ago my kids were young and all these episodes happened to me. But I said I asked him, I said, What are you gonna do when your blood pressure? Uh goes crazy what are you going to do if they come and tell you you have cancer you got to be rooted and grounded in God's word
4: yeah Yeah.
3: and for the last couple of years Mm -hmm. I've had to hold on to God's word because he says you never know what's going to happen Mm -hmm. God's promises never fail us the enemy could come any way But God's word is stable. It will be here when we're all gone. Mm -hmm. My blood pressure was, without me knowing it, was two-something over a hundred-something. And I was sent to the emergency room, and they put nitroglycerin underneath my tongue. Never took an aspirin, never hardly took any kind of medicine. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: And I would be handed a bag of medicine. And I didn't want to take it. And when I walked up to somebody that was spiritually, before I could even say anything, he said, "Sister Blenda, God said you're gonna take every pill." That you need. And I said, "Okay, Jesus, submission." Hmm. But the pills changed as I obeyed God in the instructions, mm-hmm. and I held on to God's promise no matter what my levels. I said, "Lord, you said." By your stripes, I'm healed. Lord, let my body line up with your word. Line upon line, precept upon precept. I went to the doctors. My blood pressure now is like 120-something over 60. Wow. But I look back at my records, what it used to be on a daily basis. Uh... I related with the asthma. But God is still, he, if he could do it in one area, he'll do it in the, the other area.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I asked him, when this area would level up, something else would try to unlevel. But God's bringing it in alignment, all of it. Strength, uh, uh all of it is coming back. And when I felt my my health was leaving, I cursed it. I said, "Uh uh-uh. I said, Lord, you restore unto my health. And I quoted the scriptures. You know, where the canker worms came Mm -hmm. and ate up everything, but God said he blessed it after. Where the canker worms wanted to waste, God turned it to, to prosperity. Whether it's health, whatever area. When I sat in that doctor's office, I just, the memory of where God has taken me from. And every word that he said, I sat there with Jesus. He said, Belinda, didn't I say this long before this would happen? You saw yourself going into hospitals, and you saw your sickness. And I said, Lord, I don't want that kind of testimony. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember uh, when he gave me the dream of Job. And the persecutions used to come left and right, inside of God's house, outside of God's house. And he gave me the scripture. He said, you haven't suffered unto blood. And I would live part of Job's life. And through it all, I would come and sit down before God and say, Lord, Every last one of us is like Job. At any time in our life, we could be like Job. But the key to being Job is knowing who God is after it's all done and said. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: And having peace. I don't mind being Job. I don't mind being Paul. I don't mind being none of those men and women that have given whatever to gain the more. To just have the story and wa- let God walk you through your story, your testament, and watch God's word be manifested, alive, living, evident in your life. It's better than any kind of silver and gold. I, I think it was Pete, was it Paul? He said, silver and gold, I have none.
4: Mm-hmm. He
3: told the man he to doesn't. get up and walk. I
4: mm-hmm.
3: would rather have, have no silver and gold and have what God has given us. Mm-hmm. He's made his word real to me and his promises. And if I had not gone through it, I sure I wouldn't know it to the deafness that I do.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: But you know one thing. Um, oh, anyway, we're we're off the air and we don't have okay. any callers. But you know one one thing that I learned, and just similar like what you're saying, you, I think you go through certain phases in life that the Lord, uh, you get to a point where you realize it is well with your soul. Everything that yeah. passes, mm-hmm. And yes, but. Um, but I don't think everybody is quite there and so they don't understand it so they think you right. you trying to be more than what you think you are but they don't yeah. know what you have been through
3: no.
1: <laughs> but they don't mm-hmm. know what you have been through to say the things that you say and know where you stand right. or yeah. to say the things that you speak because they don't know what you've been through Do you understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying Yes, and um. Once you get to that point and you see it is well with my soul, you begin to say it more and more as time yes. goes by, and you see Satan flee.
3: Yes, you see, and you yes. don't dread and fear something that may come around the corner because God has showed you. No matter what, just like these men when they did the joke, uh, uh, what was it? I, I'm, I'm not good with remembering certain things, names, uh. Jacob, when he got worried about it, but God already had the beginning and the end.
4: Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Mm.
3: Hmm. Mm-hmm. We missed that, you know, like you're saying, Donna. Once you got to walk with him, he, and he just asked you, just walk with me. Just, yep. just trust me. Come on. Don't. Uh, I understand your fear. You surrendered it to God. He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't ask. You know, mm-hmm. it's just the willingness, the obedience. Yep. Just walk with him. Even when you feel like you're stumbling. Mm-hmm. Stumbling in him. Yep. If fear tries to come. God'll take care of the fear. Mhm.
1: Yeah, but you know, a lot of times we we um I think I said this uh, last week, you know, we, the, the focus was on cliches instead of mm. the realness, what you're saying, instead of the realness um, yes. with the real connection with God. And because of that, um, they, they, like I said, growing, growth, growth. Yes. It's kind of left undone because. Um, the hunger and the thirst is in the ways that I've been taught, instead of the ways that of the known with God.
4: Yes,
1: um, that intimate connection. And until you get to that point where you can sit sit down on the middle of the floor without anything around you, and and talk to God in such that intimate level, and know that He's going to respond back to you. In some kind of way, whether it be through a dream, vision, or whatever, he spoke to Balaam with a donkey, yeah. so we can't cage him and say how yeah. he would do it. But once, yeah. once you get to that point, you know everything else is irrelevant, and you really you don't care what people think, say, do, ba, ba, right? You just know mm-hmm. that you have to trust God and you have to trust Him, yeah. and. um and and the Lord and I, you know, the Lord is such a a, a revealing God. I, I I told, you know, like like what you're saying. I I sent a, uh, a text uh, the other day and I said, this thing is coming and it came. Sure yeah. enough, it came. Yeah. And but but the Lord is such a, a God that at times he's in real time mode in revelation. And as you can see with Elijah, the woman who came, uh, the woman who was coming because her son was uh, dead, dead, he said, let her come, let her come because God has hidden this from me for some reason. Mm -hmm. And so he told the servant, let her come. But But he also said, like I said, he said, God has hidden this one from me. So there's times when the Lord will, uh, it will come in the physical, and it's time when it comes in the spiritual.
3: But God, yet
1: he reveals it in his time.
3: Time, yes. Uh Uh-huh. hmm Yes.
1: And and whether we can accept it or not is the, uh, and adapt is the question. That's the whole thing. Because sometimes... Things that happen in certain environments, we tend to cling to and assume the way it is everywhere we go.
3: No, you better no. That's why you gotta constantly be praying, and and yep. and and, and developing an ear to hear, and then a mind to listen, because it 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 seems so simple, you know. Well, this is not this is okay. But then when God gives you understanding, he said, it's it's the simple things that I tell you to do. All of it matters. And if you don't do this and you do this, you're going to miss this. Why should I take that because it's convenient or it seems right when God wants to give me something greater? Mm -hmm. But what is the greatness for Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not what we think. It's what God says. What God, what will God do with it? Because everything has a purpose. Everything. Mhm. Mhm.
1: But, but I also wanted to say I won't be on next week.
4: So
1: okay. Hopefully, I know. I believe Gloria will be back, but I won't be on next weekend going forward. Um, yeah. Something this right. time because it, it, it's long winded when it's just two people. But yeah. I guess say this, um, Sister Jacqueline. Um yes. I would say this is that you guys just have to prepare. To, you know, even if nobody shows up, <laughs> you okay. just have to mm-hmm. have a mind moving forward with with the message as it is, and I'm praying okay. it out and going. You just have to have a mind has to be
2: prepared
3: anywhere it goes, yeah. right, yeah, mhm, and we're gonna trust because God, God can show up and 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 amen. Extend it.
2: <laughs> amen, that's right, and he's gonna give us the words to say to keep it keep it going on yeah. for the two hours, amen, yeah.
4: that's
1: right, yeah, well, I know before i i when we were doing it, it was times i I just was by myself, so that's yeah, I know
3: you that's... do you bet you. <laughs>
1: to
2: be ready to go. That's all. Yep. Ready to go Look, and you say? she's in. a veteran, right? Uh, she's a veteran, now. <laughs> yes, she is. I'm
1: not trying to say that I'm a veteran or anything like that, but what no, I'm trying to
3: say No, is, I said that. I yes. said that by the Spirit of the Lord. <laughs> you are a veteran. Yes,
2: you are. I'm sorry. You're teaching us so that much. came That's out
3: of right. the Spirit. you, you uh, Give honor to where it's due. To acknowledge somebody. You're a veteran in certain things. God has brought you to that place. That's not, you know, if anybody wants to take that out of content, that's going to be between them and God. Amen.
2: Amen. We know you're humble, Dr. Donnie.
3: Yeah, I know.
2: That's his holy
1: name, and I give him all the glory. And I pray that he will bring revelation to all of us so we can grow in him and be truly connected with him because where he wants us to be. That's he
3: will he Because will, that's his word And he will perform his word You know there's certain things I'm very good at Because God has made me And there's nothing I can't obtain It's obtained it through God Just like those that's men right. and women Those who were willing to give it up all Obtained it You couldn't get it falsified You know when them two wanted to do those miracles Jesus asked them do you really know what you you asking for? Can you drink of the cup?
2: That's right. That's right. This stuff
3: is obtained, honey, by God. Anything mm-hmm. fabricate will not last. So, no. Yes, you own And a person
1: hmm? in the Bible, um, uh, Jacqueline, and her name is spelled S-E-R-A-H, and also S-A-R-A-H, um, and she's the daughter of Asher.
3: Now, that's the next uh, one?
1: No, I'm not saying to go there. I'm just telling her that's an in, uh, interesting person in the Bible, the daughter of Asher. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. To think of, I'm not saying to go there because uh, ma- initially my mom was, uh, I, if I was doing it, I'm not doing it now. So you are doing it and you guys have to yeah. be prayerful and decide which direction you're going now. But mm-hmm. um, my thought, my original thought was uh, Deborah. But um, I was looking at, you know, who is the next person in line that there's a story about in the Bible. Even before um, Deborah, there's uh, one that was in the book of Judges. It may be, no, it's after Deborah. There was one in the book of Judges where the, the concubine was divided into pieces and sent out through Ooh, all. Oh, yes, Israel.
3: I know that story.
1: Oh. Yeah. yeah, so there's a whole bunch of stories. But we talking about the women of the Bible, and I, be, it would be good. If we can touch on all the women of the Bible, because like I said, there's a, hunt, a lot that are always left out and undone oh, yes. because of the. I mean, and people need to know that these things happen to women, and that their situations that they're going through um, was something that was there in the beginning of time, and these topics are discussed in the Bible because they think the Bible's too holy to have anything mm-hmm. like this and and they need nice. to know but we also yeah. don't want to leave out Miriam and the mother of Moses and all of them too but um you know so there's a lot of people i think uh, to do the research on uh, on all of the women in the bible would be good but
2: that's that's uh, yes, that's I, the good I was. want to be you guys about, um, your... I was thinking about um I, my mind had went to Esther and to Queen Vashti. But like you say, even before we get that far, I even thought about Abigail, um, uh that was married to um to uh what was his name? Not before she married. Uh, what was her husband's
1: name? Uh, uh, that son of Balal
2: <laughs> Yeah, the 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 the, Nabal. the silly simple man. Nabal. What's a Naval, Naval, Naval. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I thought I thought yeah. about doing her her as well, but yeah. um, Minister uh, Belinda, I don't uh-huh. want to feel, You know what? If you if you think of one that we could get in depth in that could take us through the couple hours, if it just winds up having to be you and myself. You know, feel yeah. free to let me know. Now, so your number is your number the nine one eight four four eight number? Yes.
3: Okay, four four eight four eight forty.
2: Okay, yes. Uh good.
3: Tuesday okay. it may change. I'm trying to get the same number, but if it does I uh-huh. I will uh get it to y'all. Okay.
1: Okay. Um, okay. Also too, I know Sister Jacqueline has WhatsApp. But um, Minister Belinda also too. If you download um, a app that's called WhatsApp, uh, I'll send it to you the link to it. Um, you okay. can communicate with me for free. And, okay. And, uh, mm-hmm.
3: Okay. Okay. So we're okay.
2: gonna we're going to we're going to do our due diligence too to make sure you know we're hearing from God and we're gonna we're gonna continue this on Dr. Donnie because he gave it to you to obviously to pass the baton and we're not gonna drop it. So, yeah, right. we well,
4: continue. Gonna,
2: we're gonna believe right. God that you know it's gonna continue on. We may have some technical difficulties, but you know. We're pretty. I'm. I'm pretty tech savvy. I'm gonna learn from you, Doctor Gotti, because you you're very skilled in that area, and I respect that. <laughs> yeah. Really doing it. I'm I, like, I, I oh my gosh! To, when I, I look at it, I need to you that
1: too. I need to do. I do need to show you how to access the uh, studio and all of those things. So yes, that, yes.
2: Yes. Yes. You because know, what's
1: happening, um, Minister Belinda, when you are near a phone or a Wi-Fi or a TV?
3: or something
1: mm-hmm. that well I was like
3: near it. the computer and then I got away from it because oh, I yeah. didn't have mm-hmm. yeah and I didn't uh, The sound, but I guess a little static whatever and yeah, I take exactly. my Wi-Fi off and my data is not on when I get on because you said that one time before okay but, so I got away from that I said they must be picking something up at this computer so yeah
1: well, that's it is with it then. But um um that's it, it will pick up frequency also too, um just to let both of you know, if if you hear like um sounds like that or the, the you know, the wavering and different things like that when people are on the phone, sometimes they listen and online and then they're calling mm-hmm. And so that will cause it as well if okay. if people are listening online and then they call in and so that way you can you can let 'em know um if they can step away from or, or if they're in the vehicle I've had people that be in the car and they have their mm-hmm. radio going have one of those uh satellite radios, it will do it this yeah. way. so same thing, yeah it picks up the frequency. Mhm. Okay. Yep. Or if they're on their uh, Bluetooth or um, Headset, it will do it. Headset. So then you can just, you know, let them know. And that is, if you communicate communicating, when you open the lines and, and you're talking with them, and there's a reason to let them know. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, uh, th- this is my last day.
4: <laughs> okay.
1: Okay.
3: When are, When are you leaving for Ghana?
1: I'll be leaving on the 22nd, but I want you, you guys can. to feel comfortable and move forward without me in the okay. so you can you know, be prepared. Okay. 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 And um, sometimes, you know, people want to hear, um, you know, like uh, Brother Kevin was saying last week, I loved this message last week, you know, he said, I believe in, you know, uh, telling, you know, preaching the word of God. In other words, he was saying, making the point that he he believed in preaching heaven and hell, you know, mm-hmm. to get the point. That, that's what I was trying to
3: say. but Yeah, because hell way, is real. Hell is real. You know, and
2: when... We, and when-
3: and when them. we, you so, know
2: yeah. that we have we have a we have a free will. We do have a free will. So it is it is yeah. very pertinent to teach, preach heaven and hell cuz you got to let them know if you don't choose God, you're going to choose something else. So it it yeah. is important. It is, too it too is important. Yeah, they was, that's right. They just delivering the message.
1: We're just delivering the message that the, God right, gave.
2: Right, exactly. You, you exactly. make your
1: choice. Yeah, you make your right. choice. Right. I'm, saying, right. I'm delivering right. the message
2: You make the choice. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, that's what's wrong with, you know, in churches, they're not preaching holiness. So, you know, people think that they can come to church and do anything and live any kind of way and so forth and so on and think that they're going to receive the blessings of God. That's why the church is somewhat, you know, off-kilter today because they're not giving both sides of it. They're not. They're allowing people to come into the church because they want numbers. They're trying to fill it with bodies. But you know that's that's not important to God because you know we, he he controls things whether it's a few or if it's many he gonna still many. have his way so that does that does not matter to God at all that only matters to man and that that's a big problem because they just want to fill churches so they're not living holy so you have people from all walks of life that think that they can just come into the house of God just you know yes it's come as you are. You know, in terms of wherever your spirit is broken or anything, but you don't walk into the house of God in any shape, form, or fashion. You know, you, there is, mm-hmm. there's got to be some reverence. There's got to be some reverence to, the, to, to God. Mm-hmm. You know, when you enter into His house, you shouldn't be, you know, think you know, that you could just walk really in. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You know, you mm-hmm. you shouldn't feel as though that you should you could come into the God to the house of God any kind of way. You know, like, I mean, I'm not talking about dressing up and all of that kind of stuff, but have some, have some, if it's the best that you got, then clean it up for the Lord. Like, just in your, because God knows it in your heart, first and foremost. He knows if it's what's yeah. in your heart, and that's what he's looking at. But don't come yeah. to God, you know, just, just like, you know, that He he's not the God you know who's in control because he is the god almighty like just like you could be standing here breathing today he could snuff you out just like that read the bible you could see what he did just that you know uh with ananias and sephora like drop dead drop dead because they came in there trying to you know play games with the almighty god and the holy spirit yeah. it was like no we're not having that so, But people mm-hmm. need, do need to realize that there is a reverence that you should have when you enter into the house of God. And it's not has to do with, <laughs> with your exterior, but your interior and your humbleness, you know, how you come to God. Because you can't come to God in any any kind of way. You know, Yeah, mm-hmm. he's, he's merciful and all that, but God has a wrath. And that's what a lot yes, of times you know. they don't teach. God has a wrath, and they don't, they don't talk about that.
1: Well, and then that's yeah. where well, everybody and desolation too because they choose not to believe that which is true they choose to believe the false um and they love the false because it sounds good it tickles their ears and it makes them feel good and which deals with all of those extra uh those external areas that the enemy which is the enemy's playground it doesn't deal with what's in them but he searches the heart but he also searches right. the mind thoughts of man and and the mm-hmm. thing about the heart you know, somebody came back and told me, well, God God knows what's in the heart. You know what Ooh. I said? Yeah, but that's a scary thing. If God knows what's in your heart,
4: it's not renewed in him. You see? So
1: mm-hmm. it's, it's, Say
0: that again, Dr. Nani, because you broke up when
1: you was just saying
2: okay. that. Say that one more time.
1: Okay. He took, the person told me, he said, well, God is searching the heart. So only it's only he know." No, no, no. Uh Paul Peter knew what was in the heart of Sapphira and Ananias. He wasn't with them when he went to do that. The Holy Spirit that was with him, him revealed it. And that's what a lot of people want to reject that. if the it doesn't exist. But because if they reject that, then they're rejecting the Holy Spirit. And they're also rejecting Jesus Christ. Now, the other thing about the heart, now that when you say, you tell me that uh, God is knows my heart, Okay, but that's a scary thing because if God knows your heart and your heart is not pure with him and, and and you are still doing the same things and you refuse to allow your heart to be transformed and renewed, that's very dangerous. That's very dangerous. So, in other words, I can walk around and be dressed any kind of way is what you're saying and not be renewed and transformed and God is knowing your heart
2: that's scary. Mm-hmm. That is, and that's exactly, and that's exactly that's what, what that says. Yeah, yeah. You know,
1: renewed and transformed. So, uh, people believe that. Well, my heart. They believe that they just themselves. My my heart is pure. No, your heart's not right if you're not reflecting transformation and renewing. Right. If you're not reflecting it, your heart is not. Your heart is not right now because the Lord will convict you and let you know you're not dressed appropriately. The Lord will convict you and let you know that things that you have been doing yesterday, you know, it's been what over I don't know how many years. I I've, I have drank wine, I have drank. Uh, uh other alcohol before before I became uh truly born again. I was raised in the church, going to church, living in the church. But when I became born again, the Lord convicted me himself. Nobody had to tell me right. that it was wrong. And he began to show me in the in the Bible, different scriptures. I would pick up the Bible and I'm reading it and he's showing me that I'm an abomination. So I go deeper and understand. Okay, well, if you're saying strong drink and, and over here, and you're saying drink over here, then I need to understand what are these in the uh, Hebrew and the Greek, so that I will not be off base with God. So the Holy Spirit will convict you, but a lot of people lay the conviction down and say, "Well, my pastor's doing it. My my uh, mm-hmm. sister, they are on the church. They doing it." And my aunties and uncles, they've been doing it all their life. Nothing happened to them, so let me just keep doing it. They justifying themselves. So the conviction is not the conviction. The same conviction you got, the same conviction that somebody else got, is is not that it's not the same. Because anytime
2: they go off into
1: the realm of God, they will get the. They they're going the whole, the God is going to start tapping on their doors. Same way he tapped on your door. But they are rejecting yes. the Holy Ghost. And, and God was, just what Minister Belinda was saying, what people don't understand, we're in a different time and a different
3: season. A different dispensation. uh I, One of the things, uh, I went to my this room in my house when I didn't have nothing, and God uh, brought back the things that I I had thought, you know, inside my heart when I was a kid, and I just gave up hope, you know, I just, they're not real. And one was a home, you know, where I would be safe. And if I had one, well, me and my kids had nothing, I said, Lord, I want my guest room to be the prettiest room in my house. So whenever you ask me to help someone, they'll feel your love in that room. And when my brother came, he fixed that room up. He had a talent. I mean, boy could buy stuff at the thrift store, do stuff with a little bit of money. And he fixed that room up real nice. And I sat down on, on the side of this table, looked at the bed, and and uh, just rubbed the, the quilt. And I thought of my brother Haywood when he was with me, and he told me I had to put him out, though. <laughs> he went, went on his own because he tried to set up <laughs> stuff in my house. And I told him, I said, I love you, Hagar, but you're getting the crap out of my
4: house.
3: <laughs> and uh, he told me, he said, Claudette, call me by my middle name, Claudette. He said, you know, out of all the places I've been, most of all the places he have been, people had to put them out. He said, this is the, the I had the best time with you. Mm-hmm. And... I, I thought about it and said, hey, where you going? But he said, you know, Claudette, you're the only one in our family who finished college and you got a home. He said, I, I think when I go back, I'm going to get me a house too. And he did. And uh, he wanted to have insurance for his children. And he told me, he said, you know, Claudette, I want to give my kids something more than we had. And he did. But it wasn't just that. It's the legacy of all the failures and all the mess that he did. But it was the prayers of the righteous that mm-hmm. God left a testimony, because when his son got up, you know, he said, I was angry at my father, because he just up and left him. And he got back with him. He said, but I forgave my dad. My dad came to me and asked me, son, would you forgive me? Can I just try now? Mm. You know, and I watched him before he died the Lord allowed me to go visit him and I know it was nothing but God that changed him
4: mm-hmm.
3: and I saw my brother that was tormented when he was here he'd wake up crying and uh, he went mm-hmm. to Vietnam and he never talked about it but one night he said why did I live why didn't my buddies live and he said he said I just want to die I just wanted it to be over Claudette and I was crying, you know, because my brother's talking about stuff like that. And I said, "Hey, what well, because God had a reason.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yes.
3: Yeah. You got a purpose. Whether you see it or not, God has a reason. Because life and death is in his hands. No one else's. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he left, he had peace. He chuckled. He chuckled with dragon's feet go from this roof and go get him something to eat and then shuffle on back.
4: <laughs> and I was watching him.
3: And I was watching him and I said, Lord, your grace is so powerful in your mercy. You know? It but it's it's but it all lines up in different ways, but it never ever, it taken from his word. Because you suffer consequences when you don't obey, and he did. But it's the covenant vow that he makes to those that when he talks to them he says I will save your household and not only your household but your mother's household Mm -hmm. you know and he tells you not to look at what's going on in their lives but to remember the vow he makes to you and that is where their soul goes to
0: Mm -hmm.
3: so you know I'm thinking how good God is and and uh many events I was going, you know, different places as I went through this and God was talking to me. I said, Lord, you're so faithful. You're kind, you're firm. There's times he talked to me, he didn't play with me neither. <laughs> and one time he gave a whoop a whooping to me and I thought, eh, whatever. She I thought it was like the world whooping. And God whooped she it's different. And he told me, he said, oh, no, you're not going to do your program you did in the world and think you're going to do it here, and You don't have the understanding. I said, what could you do to me that I I already been doing? Girl, when he did it, and I, I repented, I quit. I said, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He said, that's fine, but I know you. I'm not going to relieve you. I said, what? You said if we repent. He said, yes. He said, but I won't believe you. When I do, Belinda, when I say, how high do I want you to jump? You're going to say, how high, Lord? He put a fear to keep me from going to hell. Because he knew if he didn't do that to me, I might not even be here talking to y'all. And when he showed me that money, you know, I could have picked the money up. You know, what if nobody's around? They don't see you, you know? Yeah. You need money, and it's there. Hmm. But I've come to fear God and come to understand nothing's more valuable than my life in God and my salvation. Because what's like I told Donna, what's coming on this earth, and we ain't rooted and grounded, mm-hmm. we'll give our inheritance for bowl of of food like uh, what's his name did, mm-hmm. Jacob was it Jacob's son, Esau gave away his birthright. We'll 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 take on the mark, just so we won't have to have suffer. Mm -hmm. But God was saying, you know, no, that's not yours. Don't take it, Belinda. I'm here. Money kept being put in front of me. And then that big stat, and he said, you don't know if that's for you. But when God comes with the money he's promised me, I'm not going to lose my mind. I'm not going to start saying, well, I could do this and I could do that. No, I will not. I will sit before God like I sit now, and I will issue, as God says, without a thought, without a uh, my personality. But they don't deserve that. They, I don't have a, an opinion at all. Mm, the
4: fear know. of God. Mm-mm. You know. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: Mr. Belinda, I had someone tell me um, you shouldn't go over there to Ghana and take advantage of those peoples over there I said <laughs> I said you know what I've never in my life have taken advantage of anyone that I can know of yes. and I said I'm now understanding what take, being taken of advantage of in the last uh, five years <laughs> means yes. because I've, I've mm-hmm. been started experiencing it so yeah, um, Because, you know, in, in, in uh, some places, you know, it's just not a common thing that that kind of thing happens. But
4: yeah. in some
1: places, you realize that it's it's a norm, yeah. especially when you get in the mix of in, impoverished environments. It's a norm, and they don't even know what they're doing because they, they've been so conformed to it, and the pastors are doing it, too. So they believe that what they're doing is right. And that's why I said people's minds have to be woken up. Somebody asked me, so if you did see an umbrella lying in there and uh, it wasn't yours and you needed it while it was raining, you wouldn't pick it up and use it. I said, no, I can't. I can't do that. Nope. Said,
3: not, no, God do that. don't tell you to pick that and thing up; you said, not
1: pick he it up. Me like something's wrong with me, and I said, no, 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 I can't do that. May, maybe perhaps the person will come back for the umbrella. That's it's yes. not mine. You know, and they looked at me like I was crazy. And I'm like, okay, so it's like the world is mixed up. They're confused, and there's no conviction in the heart, because if there's conviction in the heart, you wouldn't even think of that, of doing something like that, saying that I'm holier than thou and perfect, but there's a level of conviction that the Lord will put in you to let you know that don't cross these boundaries with me. You may get in circumstances just like Jacob, uh, just like uh, Isaac, just mm-hmm. like Abraham. They were in circumstances, but they they told still told the truth, and and yeah. whether anybody believed it or not, they still would. They that's what they were doing. Okay, you can't it you comes, can't get it right it
0: comes, and mm-hmm. and to
1: believe your story, but long as you write with God, you don't, you really don't care. You, you will let everything around uh, be what it is, but your intentions are right. Your heart is in the right direction. You, you really are trying to do the right thing in God. You don't have to worry because the Lord will stand for you and he will defend and he will protect and he will shield. And so you don't have to Just like with uh, uh, Sarah, in that being in that situation, the Lord brought her out. No, Abraham didn't have the Lord brought her out because He had a purpose and a destiny, and and He wasn't going to allow her to be tainted and destroyed. And so, um, God Mm -hmm. has His way fixing things, but we need to trust Him and obey. Trust Him and obey. But it's a miracle that. Even in your sleep that you were willing to walk past that and keep going but i I tell there you was the, a
3: time I'm telling um, you the truth. there was a time I might have picked it up. you know what I'm saying, and there's a time yeah. i have done things even in the Lord, not right, and but the conviction, yeah,
1: yeah,
3: and the lack of when God showed me where it would lead and what it took for me, and I learned but it was the constant stand before God, the constant repenting, the constant saying, Lord, you know, him showing me his heart. Mm-hmm. You know, to see when God says, if you just, if you have to pray against yourself, and I had this person say this to me. Well, how many people going to pray against themselves? I said, I do. I knew I had a hard head. And when God told me, he said, Belinda, you're hard-headed. He said, I, he said, pray that that hard-headed be for me, for my glory. Now, if that's a trait in you, that when you get to a certain place of emotions, you don't care what nobody says to you. You're not doing it. I immediately started praying against me. I said, God, let me be hard-headed when you. If you tell me, I won't be moved. I don't care who comes up. But he kept me. When I didn't think I could be kept, you know what I'm saying? I said, Lord, tie me to the altar. Don't let me slip. I said, Lord, don't let... I want no part of controlling this. And I would pray the scriptures. Lord, he said, is he a God that ain't, can't keep you? Is he a God that can't do this and do this? And I recorded that. I said, Lord, you sin. You're a God that can save that can heal that you're the God that's keeping me, not myself. Hallelujah. Oh, Amen. But I've got to the place to know who he is and seen too many glory, glorious miracles. And yes, seen Lord. too many pathways with him to deny him and and not know that he is God. I don't have to take nothing from nobody. And I, I told my daughter, I said, God is showing me, and it's going to be crazy. And I, I'm not rooted and grounded. And I don't know, he said, when all of this can be taken from me, what would you do? Man, at that time he said that, I ran to the table, got my Bible. I said, Lord, this is the only hope I know is your word. And as That's long as that true. word, and I'm ground, grounded and rooted in that word, Word, can nobody take it from me.
1: That's right.
3: When you have no food, that Word can bring food. I'm
1: telling you the God's truth, it can. There, you ain't got no it.
3: protection, and they got arms. God can take the fear off of you and show you he can send an angel, an angel that can kill a thousand and stand before you and let them see it and say, touch not my anointed. Mm-hmm.
1: Amen. Amen. Amen to that. Amen to that. And it
3: will take that. It will take that, because it's going to take the power of God for what's coming for you to survive.
4: And so and, and it.
1: Panted. Yeah.
3: Panted. That's yes. it. repent. it. Repent. That's it. Just repent and just repent. trust God. Yeah. Is
1: that? i have seen I mean, you know, it's been it's been a long haul, but God is good through it all. He is yeah. good.
3: Yeah and I, I wouldn't but you paid the cost
1: going through anything that I've been through because it's a good it's good it's a good thing and, and it brought me closer to God. Everything yeah. brought me closer to God, so I can't complain. And I'm mm-hmm. I'm not that I'm not uh trying to say uh that I'm perfect. I'm not trying to um uh, exalt, and I'm not trying to uh, say I'm somebody, but I can say this, is that God is good if we allow him in our lives and we allow him to and walk in and desire it, because yes. people walk in but they don't really desire it, and some want mm-hmm. only a portion of it, some, some want to be totally distanced from it, but just come in the midst every now and then. And and uh, those are dangerous places to be. And I just, uh, we, it's not by force. It's it's something that we keep preaching, and we let go. Mm-hmm. We let, let God.
3: Yeah, and like people, uh, Sister Jacqueline said, it's it's free will.
1: As I had uh, some people already on this last uh, one saying that, um, that it is something I think you. You were saying something in regards to, uh, I believe, uh, what the Lord had showed you about the keeping the eyes on the Lord and this and that.
4: Mm-hmm. And they said
1: they thought that we were to- that you were talking about them, but I was thinking they were going to refer something that I said. <laughs> but mm-hmm. they said, "You understand what I'm saying?" And if you do yeah. think somebody's talking about you, then them and you believe that that's for you. What do you do? Repent and go into correction.
3: Yeah, the eyes of the and Lord is is on you. The spirit of the Lord is saying something to you. Accept it.
1: Whether it's this whether time's it's a minister
3: it, preach and it hit you right in the head.
1: Yeah, but even if it's uh, flesh or in the spirit, if it's talking about you and you feel guilty, clean it up.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. Clean
1: it up. You know. Um, uh, I remember uh, uh, Pastor, the senior pastor, he said one day. He said that uh, if if you think the word, he said nobody's uh has to come and tell me anything. He said I've been seeking the Lord, and so if I'm saying mm-hmm. something, it resonates to you, then repent. But I I remember also in prayer meetings. I didn't know those people's business in their house, but I'm saying to look what the Spirit is showing me that somebody in here has been doing pornography on the computer, and, and it's an opportunity for you to repent. Because what does the Holy Ghost do? Clean up, bring yes. it into purification and orderliness so that the Spirit of God can truly flow in that environment.
4: hmm. Okay.
1: So um, one guy turns to the wall, and he starts shaking his legs and repenting. Mm -hmm. Another one, I said, uh, uh, the Lord was showing me something, and I said it, and the other person, he starts closing his eyes and repenting. So we have to uh, understand that nobody is saying, not all the time, uh, God uses the Holy Spirit to bring correction to bring the person into the state of where he wants them to be so that he can flow, that, that that his natural order is moving and flowing so that things can go into the uh, place where he can dwell in the midst of us, dwell in us and with us. And, this, yeah. and, and a lot of times people take it to offense, but it's not a offense, especially if the person doesn't even know your situation, don't know anything about you at all, and you know even even if they so um, and and they're telling you something and you know that it's right, clean it up, do your part, and allow the Holy Spirit to work in you and repent and move forward and that and that's the best place to be because. Nathan came in the natural to David. you see
4: mm-hmm.
1: came in the spiritual and he came in the natural.
3: natural. He said
1: it in the parable and then he said it's you in the natural.
3: You. natural.
1: Okay. So so uh you understand what I'm saying. So we have yes, to I understand. If if I know that it's me, I have to repent. I have to move forward. I can't Part of my heart, but also too, we know when um, um, people are, are using satire to target mm-hmm. you. Elements of the environment, which they know not anything about you. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And and I'm a person. I'm I'm a I'm a person. Um, I'm not even often seen or visualized. You, or thing, but people will pop shot me to try to get me to respond or to try to get a, 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 you know, you know how people come and plant a seed and then they try to get you stirred up to get you to re- be responsive to that, you know, so that yeah. they can get you to say something to defend yourself and those type of things.
3: Yes. And, and yeah. And people
1: do, that, but it doesn't mean that I'm. Um, I mo- I, a lot of times I don't even buy off into those things. Mm-hmm. I really, I don't think I I do buy off into it because I hear it. I've heard it, but I don't buy off mm-hmm. into it. I just roll and keep my focus yeah. back on God.
3: God, cause it's, you know, that's the same thing Jesus did. You know, he knew the intentions of their heart. They'd ask him questions. They weren't seeking to understand it. They just wanted to catch him in something. And a lot of times he would tell them and what they were doing. Times he wouldn't. He just kept on going, focused on what God told him.
1: Doing, doing his about being about his father's
3: about, business. About his father's business. Yep. And mm-hmm.
1: there's so much of his father's business to be done. So and we have no time and to entertain Mm-mm. others. So we cast down every imagination.
3: Imagination
1: to the soul. But I pray that um, you know. As I told them, I said, "Well, if it's you, repent." <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
1: If it and then they, what do they do? They start justifying themselves in the text, and I'm like, "Okay, good." <laughs> and that's I'm finished. That, you that's know,
3: that's on them. That's on yeah, them.
4: That's,
3: mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't, so one, did, I, didn't I didn't have I didn't mean, have nothing this morning. I didn't have nothing. I went to the computer. Got up early. And uh, I didn't get, I I don't know if it got raised or I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't get nothing. And I just sat there and I prayed this morning. Mm -hmm. I got something to eat and uh, took my medicine because I have to have uh, something in my stomach before I take the medicine. And I just prayed. Mm -hmm. And uh, only spoke with the spirit led me to. You know yeah. I, I I'm at a place in my life as long as I know I'm speaking what the That's spirit says. I don't care uh,
1: in the Lord. It's nothing better than spending time in the Lord and speaking him.
3: Yeah.
1: Reading his word. But I like to share with other people, but I'm also realizing too that um you know, I, I learned something the other day talking to one particular person and that is, is mm-hmm. that not every not everybody is seeking the lord and um i and and they know my position is jesus christ let me let's get off of here and i'll call you direct okay
3: okay okay bye
1: they know my position is jesus christ i'll call you right back
3: okay